Welcome to the 10th episode of the Synth and Electronic Music Show, brought to you by the Coastal Electionauts in the muggy Whitstable. My name's Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed, and I'm joined by Clive Walpole across town in his reorganised synth cabin. Yes, hello Peter, from my micro-musical machine box. <laughs> How you been this week? I'm okay, yeah. I've, I've ordered, I pre-ordered a, a new album by uh, Susan Charney, um, uh, Sonic Womb. Uh, it's a live uh, booklet performance, and um, I'll be featuring uh, a little snippet of one of the tracks uh, on, on tonight's show. Oh, great. We saw her last and, year. Was it this year or last year at the uh, King's uh, Place? Uh, crumbs, yeah. Yeah, it was last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was last year. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, quadraphonic performance, isn't it, oh, on the booklet? Yeah. It's the way to go, quadraphonic. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I've got room for another two speakers, though. <laughs> <laughs> So tonight we have tracks and pieces from Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Mm. Seventh, seventh Wave, again. Yannick Schaefer, David Toop, Chris Watson, David Lynch and Alan Splett. Yep. Moog Ensemble, Caitlin Aurelia-Smith, Susan Charney, of course. Some space art, French space art. I'm starting with a track from Matt Morton from the uh, Apollo 11 soundtrack. Yeah, this is from the uh, countdown. This track's called from the uh, film documentary, amazing film documentary. It was f- filmed in um, at the time. It was filmed, you know, without them realising what they were doing in, in high definition. So yeah, amazing really, film, yeah, isn't it? It is an amazing film, an amazing music, and all the music's done on the original analog gear from the time. Gives it even more of an atmosphere. He found all the synths that would, were existing at that time, wasn't he? Made the soundtrack from that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really amazing, and it's a re- it's a really nice album. And it follows on from the last track of the last show. Yeah, what public service broadcasting? Mm-hmm. The... This is called Countdown by Matt Morton.
Very tense. Yeah, it's very lo- lovely, growly, bassy, you know, a bank of oscillators there at the start. I love that. It gives you a real feeling of tension. Mm. Something's going to happen. Maybe about 15 years ago, I come across this interesting looking album in a brocante in northern France of uh, space art. And you've, uh, you've found the track from it, Onyx. Yeah, Onyx, uh, from nine, 1998. Uh, I don't know whether I pronounced that correctly. Onerdirian, I suppose it's pronounced, yeah. Yeah, it's a French duo, and um, they gave me very much a sort of a... I thought they were very similar, or you can see who was influenced by me, uh, um, Air, the French band Air. Yeah. These were also a duo. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Dominic Perrier and uh, Roger uh, Rizzatelli. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were a pair. And, um, yeah, yeah, you can tell the sound of it. They've obviously had an influence on Air. Yeah, I think they maybe not didn't have the ironic standpoint, but uh, certainly... No. It's got that French sound to it, isn't it? It has, yeah. This is 1977 that was released. Was it? I don't know why I've got 1998 on here, unless it was re-released. Yeah. On, right. a, on a recording I got, because mm. it was a digital recording I got. Mm. So, must have re-released it. Yeah, re-released, yeah. 2009, yeah. re-released Space Art. So, yeah, I, I guessed it must have been earlier, because of the sound, you know, the sort of style of playing. Yeah.
mean, that could have been, if you said that was air, you, you, you could, believe it, you couldn't you? Yeah, it's amazing. It was, uh, it's got a different, sort of, bit of a different feel, but the more I was, I was listening to it, the more I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is very, yeah, put me in that sort mm. of vibe. It's got the same yeah. elements, like the the real the real seventies drums, the electric piano, and the and the analog synths. Yeah, all those little elements coming in. Yeah, slightly French filmic quality to the melodies. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, driving down the Champs Elysees there in an open top sports car with my hair blowing in the wind. What's left of it? <laughs> <and, yeah. laughs> great, great find. So we're moving on to a an exclusive new Susan Chiani uh, track yeah yeah the diva of the diode um, <laughs> one of my favourite artists uh, Susan Chiani a new album coming out in September Sonic Womb and uh, as I've got a snippet here a, a little a, a preview track that's uh, from from one of the obviously one of the larger um, tracks and uh, this is um, yeah uh, a, live, a live bookler performance at Lapsus, which I think is like a uh, like a sound lab. It's um, uh, and it's, it was recorded there. So a sonic room. to that album yeah yeah it's really lovely it's a lovely sound of a uh, boucle uh, wonderful instrument mm. 
leading on from that, we have a track from uh, Caitlin Aurelia Smith, who's like an apprentice of, of Susan Charney, and, uh, and the next neighbour. She lived next door to her for a while, didn't she? That's right. They lived near each other. I think they lived um, in, next to the, in, on the coast. So they're both sort of music-inspired quite often for, by nature and mm. water. I mean, yeah. I know Susan Charney especially is very influenced by water. Yeah. But um, so is um, uh, Caitlin Aurelia Smith. Yeah. I mean, she said this, this album, this comes from an album called Euclid. And um, it was inspired by uh, the works of uh, Laurie uh, Spiegel, Susan Charney and um, Terry Riley. Oh. And, uh, and it's based, the music's based around Euclidean um, geometry. This piece is called Sundry. <laughs> Yeah. Like the vocals yeah. in that as well. 
Yeah, yeah, she often uses uh, vocals as well with her pieces. Yeah, the, more, the, the, the album before was more sort of songy, wasn't it? But this, I like this. It was, of, yeah. Use yeah. of vo- voice, yeah. voice textures better, I think. Yeah, that's, that was really nice the way it was used on there. I like that. I saw it, we, I saw it at the concert at uh, Ramsgate Music Hall a few years oh, back, yeah. which is a fantastic venue, and I hope. I didn't know she'd, um, she'd played that close. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I have a track from. Analog Mechanic coming up. Titiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been uh, delving into ancient hard drives, uh, finding tracks that I made. And this one was from about 10 years ago. It was when I first um, bought the Fatty. And uh, I thought I'd stick a sequencer on it. And it's also with the, uh, the, the Waldorf Blofeld. So it's two synths on this. Um, and I did quite a lot of sort of overlapping delays techniques on it um, which which I was quite pleased with and then forgot all about and mm. just came across it again recently so you had an archeolo- archaeological dig yeah a little bit of de- digging through the hard drive see what's in there <laughs>
lovely arpeggiating journey that was. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, it's funny listening to something like that. that you haven't heard for, for a long, long time. So. Yeah. And you don't even really remember <laughs> making it. Well, getting you know some what? distance from a track really helps you appreciate it, doesn't it? It's just, mm. just involved mm. with all the ins and outs of making it. Mm. Yes, that's a- the Will Gregory Moog Ensemble started around 2005 as part of the Bath Festival where they recreated and performed some of Wendy Carter's switched on Bach arrangements for the Moog. I went to a concert of theirs at King's Place again in London last year and was really blown away by the emotional impact they had. And I put that down to the fact they're all soloists and live playing with expression, mainly from the filtering. And one of the tracks uses just white noise so that all ten of the ensemble were producing the white noise synced with uh, some sort of CV network. This track, White Box, it's not been released, but it's on, on their website as a live version. So this is the Moog Ensemble of White Box.
Oh. It's brilliant, isn't it? That was, yeah. That was, that was all improvised, was it? Or, no. Or they, it was a sort of a play, but it's, yeah. Not improvised, it's, uh, but yeah. they, all, they perform the, the uh, you know, obviously they're using the filters and the expression yeah. to make the, uh, yeah. to make it all sort of lift and swell. Yeah, and it's all being played presumably from keypad, not, 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 uh, key, keyboard, not pads or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're moving to the white noise of the environment and field recordings and the mixture of those with music and, and, and electronics. And I'm starting with a piece of, of mine that was made for the uh, Figures in the Fuzzy Landscape again, based on field recordings I made in Margate and developing the sounds into a piece using the field recordings and a synthesizer with Martin Elliott on guitar and Helen Rathbone on cello that's performed with dancers live.
some of the uh, last bits where field recordings put through the uh, metal instruments clouds. Ah, yeah. It was very sort of um, impressionistic, sort of like a, it did look like a sort of a, 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 like a, a landscape of sound. Yeah. Very impressionistic sort of sounds and clouds gives it that sort of feeling as well. So I can trace my interest in sound music back to a few uh, points, and one of them is uh, a Razorhead, 1977 film by David Lynch. It made quite an impact on me when I first saw it, and the soundtrack by David Lynch and with Alan Splett, that also blurs the line between film score and sound design. There's a mixture of rumbling, decaying machinery, repitched and looped natural sounds, and it's, uh, I think it's responsible for the dark ambient genre. It also, it also yeah. predates Brian Eno's first ambient album. And it really suited the sort of bleakness of the, of the film, didn't it, as well? The sort of, that, sort of like a cold feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to play a section from the side B of the album. It includes the lady in the radiator.
sounds on that yeah uh, <laughs> since the lockdown I keep expecting that lady to come out from behind my radiator <laughs> no, it's very, very groundbreaking use of sound and sonics yeah yeah it was, um, it was um, in white noise it was sort of metallic everything sort of in that in that track wasn't it apparently they used a uh, microphone in the bottle in, in the bath ah. and one part of it one layer of it as well I had those noises of the gas lamps and you yeah. know when I was a kid in the 50s there was a lamp at the end of our street mm. that was a gas lamp that worked still yeah. and when you walked up the end of the street you could hear that coming from it really mm. weird mm. very evocative yeah. isn't it it reminded me of that mm. So the most famous and preeminent sound recordist for TV and film today is Chris Watson. He made an album in 2016 responding to the pure sound explorations of composer Giacinto Scelsi. In this piece he uses recordings of insects on the boardwalk in Borneo to create a swarming chorus of unexpectedly musical textures. This piece is called Invertebrate Harmonics.
can't tell where the uh, field recordings start and the uh, music begins, is it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's so incredible, some of the sounds of nature, when you hear them like that. I remember um, David Attenborough's uh, documentary on birds, and they did a one on uh, birds of paradise, and the sounds they make, they're just like some big droning oscillator. Mm. And they, they don't look like they're coming from a tiny bird. It's just uh, incredible. Composer, performer, improviser, critic, theorist David Toop. He once announced that he preferred silence rather than music. And the album Entities, Inertias, Faint Beings is a kind of gentle re-entry into using sound. We went through recordings made over many years, choosing for more sort of microscopic objects and produces something that also moves between sound and music. I don't know whether this track actually uses the sea slug sounds, but it definitely sounds like one. Field recordings from his archive. And mm, it sounds mm. like a nice acoustic guitar over the top of that. Yeah, yeah. The so last track in this little sound and music electronic section is from a sound artist, composer, and turntablist, Yannick Schaefer. He makes sound collages using mainly vinyl records on adapted decks together with field recordings and other electronic processing. In 2014, he was commissioned by a Sounds New Festival in Canterbury, local to us, to compose a new piece created from the elements of Robert Wyatt's Cuckoo Land album. He used that album as a sound source. And he obviously got Robert Wyatt's permission. This is a section from What Light There Is tells us nothing. Robert Wyatt. Mm-hmm. 
I do. Sorry. Evocative, isn't it? Mm. Like drifting through time. Very e eclectic mix of yeah, sounds and textures there, and yeah, and little clips from uh, various tunes. It's obviously from a long piece. If it was for an installation, which you're yeah. meant to spend more time. It's interesting. You've got those sort of percussives and drones as, as well going on at the same time. It's interesting the mix between what is time-based art piece and a record release, a piece made from other work in a collage way. Yes, yes, an audio collage, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to go gently back into more synth textures with the track from Seventh Wave. Yeah, this is a, a band we feature on a previous show and uh, it's come from the same album Things To Come and this is a um, I know they, they described as progressive rock and I was very much into progressive rock but I, I always resented the idea that it was always rock because a lot of the stuff I followed was just progressive music it wasn't necessarily rock but um, yeah this is a kind of quite experimental piece of electronic music that, that, that joined two of the tracks um, so it's called uh, Premonition.
continuing uh, the progressive rock theme of our, yes, our last this, track. Yes, this, this is progressive rock. <laughs> it's Elvis it's Elaine Palmer. It's from uh, uh, 1972, from my my teens. It's, it's got me into sort of synthesizer music as such, really. Um, it's the uh, late great Keith Emerson who we lost in 2017. It's their interpretation of uh, Mazorski's pictures and exhibition. And this is the old castle, and it goes really mad on his uh, modular synth on this one. very rude things with a ribbon controller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Well, as, uh, as Rick Wakeman said, the Moog gave uh, the keyboardists a chance to break through the noise from the guitarists, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they call the Minimoog the, the keyboardist strat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening tonight. We'll be back next week with more for more audacious audio certainly will be so join us on our Facebook group at Coastal Electronauts yeah we welcome more members join in the discussion and we'll see you next week bye bye